This is Abby Ward with the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. On January 26, the Lakeview Police Department conducted a search warrant at 108 Lake Street in Lakeview as part of an ongoing effort to locate two wanted individuals. During the search, officials arrested John Michael Bogue and Kennedy Charlene Ford on multiple Sac County arrest warrants. No further details will be disclosed at this time as an investigation is still ongoing. Those with information related to this case or the individuals are asked to contact Lakeview Police Department by calling 712-657-2513. The Lakeview Police Department and Carroll Broadcasting will update the public with information as it becomes available. A former IKM Manning teacher appeared in court today to plead guilty on all charges exacted against her. Carroll County District Court accepted 24-year-old Cassidy Sue Cross Branning of one count of third-degree sexual abuse, two accounts of lavicious acts with a child, Class C felonies, and three counts of dissemination of obscene materials to minors, serious misdemeanors. Cross pled guilty of engaging in sexual acts with a 14-year-old student that she was teaching at the time when she was 23 years old between January 17th and January 31st of 2023. Cross pled guilty to molesting two 13-year-olds in May of 2022 when she was 22 years old and sent obscene materials to minors between January 2022 and May of 2023. Cross sentencing hearing is scheduled for... March 11th of this year, the charges carry a maximum sentence of up to 33 years in prison and up to $35,000 in fines. Tomorrow, the Carroll community is being asked to support a family who suffered a significant loss last week. On January 22nd, 41-year-old Joshua Shelton and his daughter Aubrey were killed in a car accident north of Carroll. In honor of them and the Shelton family, individuals are asked to wear red and to turn their porch lights on to send love and support to the community. Summer Parrot, organizer of the Facebook event, says the high school principal Courtney Abbotts and herself agree that while GoFundMe accounts are great for donating money and showing support from the adults, they were thinking of ways the Carroll Community School District students can show their support for their classmates and the family. Parrott says the Porchlight Project rallies the community together by physically representing the emotional connection we want to reveal to the family by offering love and light. Again, the request is to wear red and to turn your porch light on tomorrow night to support the Shelton family. Other ways to help the family and a list of options for donating are included with this story on our website. Students, staff, and families in the Kemper Catholic School Systems are celebrating Catholic Schools Week this week. Kemper President John Steffes says their theme of 2024 is United in Faith and Community, which is reflected in their daily activities. Monday, it's called Celebrating Our Community. The students have dress-down days each day as well, theme days. Tomorrow is Celebrating Our Students. Wednesday, Celebrating Our Nation. Extra patriotism, we're honoring our veterans. And Thursday, we have celebrating vocations, especially religious vocations. And finally, Friday, celebrating our faculty staff and, and all our volunteers. Steffes says each day is unique in its own way, but Wednesday will involve a larger portion of the public. Veterans and their spouses are invited to the Kemper High School cafeteria at 8.30 a.m. for military service appreciation. And then we're also going to talk more about our special Vietnam veterans. We have four Kemper alumni who died in the Vietnam War 
and Greg Seaman and Don Bernholtz are leading that effort. To, we'll have a little display. We're still designing it for Thomas Ayshide, Jerry Feltner, Wayne Gross, and Larry Hagedorn. So we're going to have a special memorial board for those four. This will be tied into a larger effort to install a permanent display near the gymnasium to recognize those Kemper alumni who died while serving during the Vietnam War. Stephis says Tuesday and Thursday are also special days where students at Holy Spirit and St. Lawrence will get a visit from their parents. And it's just a little social time before school starts, and the moms come in with uh, on one day, dads with the other day. And it's interesting, the moms takes a lot longer time. It's a lot of fun, though. They, the, the moms and dads, they don't want to miss that. And it's just a short little time with their special for the kid, to, for the child to have their mom and dad in school that day for a few minutes. While not part of Catholic Schools Week celebration, the Kemper Ball kickoff is also scheduled for this week as well. For another anniversary, the 40th Kemper Ball. So it's gone by fast. So at the brewery, Wednesday night, we'll be doing the official kickoff, hear about the theme, and get those workers lined up. And we have so many loyal volunteers that get out there and and beat the doors. And and we have most of our funds raised even before we get to the ball. And it's a a lot of fun night uh, at the Fieldhouse, a lot of fellowship, a lot of reasons to celebrate at the ball. The 2023 Kemper Ball raised a remarkable remarkable $786,388 for the parochial school system, which is used to support teacher salary enhancement, capital projects, equipment purchases, and much more. The 2024 Kemper Ball is scheduled for Saturday, April 27th. More details on the evening will be announced in the weeks ahead. Senator Joni Ernst invites constituents to join her this upcoming weekend for a town hall meeting in Audubon County. Iowa's junior senator will be in the will be in Audubon at the Audubon Rec Center at 10 a.m. on Saturday, February 3rd, to speak on happenings from the nation's capital and address questions and concerns from Iowans. Saturday's town hall is expected to last about an hour and is open to the public. And that has been the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We'll be back for more after these messages. At Collins Aerospace, we believe in investing in our employees' future. That's why we are proud to offer our Employee Scholar Program. Whether you want to pursue a professional certificate or a degree related to the industry, we offer full tuition reimbursement and even paid study time. Our Employee Scholar Program is the perfect tool to help achieve the future you've been dreaming of. At Collins, we don't just want to offer you a job. We want to offer you a career and a future in aerospace. For details on the Collins Aerospace Employee Scholar Program, visit us at careers.rc.com. At Frank's Cabinets and Designs, we know your home or business is as unique as you are. That's why we offer an extensive selection of cabinet options to choose from. Our designer, Michelle Simons, who has a degree in constructional engineering, will make sure that your cabinets have been truly customized for your space. Find us online at BrinksCabinet.com or stop by the showroom and see the samples in person. Brinks Cabinets and Design on the east side of Carroll. This is Abby Ward with the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But before we get into that, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast and some weather facts. So tonight we're looking at mostly cloudy skies with a low around 29, wind gusts as high as 22 miles per hour. Tuesday, partly sunny with a high near 36, wind gusts as high as 23 miles per hour. Tuesday night, partly cloudy with a low around 25. Wednesday, sunny with a high near 45, wind gusts as high as 18 miles per hour. And Wednesday night, mostly clear with a low around 32. 
So yesterday's high was 48 degrees and yesterday's low was 23. I'm sorry, but I do not have a time at which those were recorded. Sunrise tomorrow is at 7.35 a.m. and record high was set back in 1976 at 50 degrees. We reached 47 today, so we were very close at getting that high record. So I am very okay with this weather that we are having. It's beautiful. I just wanted to sit outside in the sun all day. All right, now it is time to take a look at your evening news. Governor Kim Reynolds proposed to reform the state area's education agencies does not have the support in the Iowa House or Senate to move forward. Local legislators, including District 11 Representative Brian Best of Glennon, District 12 Representative Stephen Holt of Denison, and District 6 Senator Jason Schultz of Schleswig indicated during Saturday's Carroll Chamber of Commerce Legislative Forum in Arcadia that Reynolds planned to shrink AEA services and refocus its mission on special education services lacked public support. Holt, who sits on the House Education Committee, explains where the bill stands. The governor's original bill is not going to move forward. It's not going to move forward. There's an amendment that will be coming out this week that makes massive changes to that bill. Holt adds the details of the amendment are not yet available, but he says nearly all of the AEA's services will be retained under the new proposal. In the amended version, there is a timeline. Most of the services that were originally removed in the original bill are put back into the AEA that were going to be removed. The school district can continue to use the AEA exactly as they've been doing if they choose to do that. But instead of the money going from the school and mandated to go to the AEA, the money would stop at the school, the school will make a determination, total flexibility for the school they can either use the AEA the same way they've been doing, or they could, uh, if in fact, they could get those services in a better way somewhere else, they could do that. But they could also continue to do exactly what they're doing right now. Holt says he and his colleagues have received thousands of emails from parents, teachers, and school administrators who are very pleased with their AEA. Holt says only one AEA has been a problematic. There's one particular AEA, I will not mention the name, not necessarily, but one particular AEA that the school districts are not so happy with. And so it might be good for them to have an option to either contract with a different AEA or bring those services in-house. Best and Schultz, who do not sit on their respective chambers' education committees, had no other details about the upcoming amendment. Best did thank the many people who contacted him with their concerns. I just have one thing to say, and I really appreciate this. I think my two colleagues will agree that uh, I really appreciate that all the emails I got about AEAs and those who support AEAs have been very, very respectful and have been based on information and knowledge. Saturday's forum was the first of the 2024 session. Three other forums are scheduled February 24th at the DMAC Carroll campus, March 23rd at New Hope and Carroll, and April 27th at the Glidden Public Library. The full report from the Iowa Economic Development Authority Downtown Resource Center's assessment of Carroll Central Business District has been released. The assessment team visited Carroll for two and a half days near the end of November and reviewed the number slash types of businesses, appearance, viability, and more during their review. 
The initial report found Carroll's downtown is thriving compared to the most of the communities they visit. Their study found Carroll has a wide variety of shopping options downtown, but public awareness of those businesses is somewhat lacking. Their recommendations for the city and economic development leaders moving forward centered on five themes, business image and identification, activities, events, and experiences, leveraging resources, building facade improvements, and developing a new use for the former JCPenney building. The 41-page report is available with the story on our website. Carol Broadcasting will bring you more on the downtown assessment in upcoming newscast. This summer's 51st running of the statewide bicycle ride will take a southern route. Organizers say it will be the hilliest rag ride ever with more than 18,000 feet to climb, including daily climbs for cyclists of at least 3,000 feet. Perhaps to confiscate, the ride will also be through 434 miles, making it the eighth shortest route. Running from July 21st through the 27th, Ragbri will start in Glenwood this year and end in Burlington, with overnight stops in Red Oak, Atlantic, Winterset, Knoxville, Ottumwa, and Mount Pleasant. The leader of Democrats in the House, Iowa House, say there is troubling testimony in recently reviewed court documents about the state investigation of sports gambling among Iowa and Iowa State athletes. House Minority Leader Jennifer Confirst says the way the Division of Criminal Investigation appears to have initiated the probe raises questions. Obviously, it's frustrating to see that um, there's this kind of dysfunction, this kind of lack of accountability in an organization as important as, as important as this agency. According to court documents, a longtime DCI agent who asked to be taken off the case allegedly alleged the agency had conducted an illegal search of the athlete's online bets because it had not obtained a warrant. Confirst says that's scary. I think the problem with what happened with the DCI was they did that without permission in a way that can be really scary when you think about our liberties. And so data privacy is something Iowans are concerned about and we need to look into. Confirst, who was asked about the sports gambling investigation on Iowa Press on Iowa PBS, says the DCI must account for its conduct. You know, if this is the kind of place that people can go rogue and start doing things like, uh, you know, illegally listening to other people, doing illegal searches, things like that, what are the consequences? I heard the governor said it's not up to her to address this issue, but she's the leader. She's the governor. Her job is to to hold people accountable. She's not doing it right now, and uh, I think Iowans are noticing. Reynolds told Radio Iowa state law requires the DCI to monitor sports gambling in the state and agents don't check with her when they're doing their jobs. Reynolds declined to comment further on the cases since many have yet to be resolved in court. The governor did say the state public safety commissioner is getting ready to provide some information about the DCI's investigation. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting.